Welcome to episode 17 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. Today is May 22nd, 2013, and we will be talking about Iron Man 3, the latest in the whole Marvel... Avenger (laughs) world. Avenger world, yeah, the the third in the Iron Man trilogy, which might Avengers 2, you might call it. (laughs) Yeah, with just one Avenger. Yeah, a slight lack of Avengers in Avengers 2. (laughs) Possibly the last Iron Man, even though at the end they say it won't be, but Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is up. So I, don't, yeah. I, I have no interest in seeing anyone else be Tony yeah. Stark, not in this lifetime. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some things where you can wait a few years and recast, mm-hmm. like, let's say, Spider-Man. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. owns Iron Man now. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah, just warning, as always, I'm pretty sure we're going to be spoiling the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, we will, yeah, if... Like all movies, see it first before you listen to this. Unless you just want the audiobook version, then you're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, uh, technically, we did spoil before we said we were going to oh, spoil, yeah. but oh, yeah. it's but, only a spoiler of at the end of the credits. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, was there something at the very end of the credits? There was. Oh, I did not stay. Well, yeah. I just waited until it went to black. Right. You know, they went through their Spider-Man 3 kind of credits. Yeah. You know, showing all three of the films or whatever. Yeah. And then then once it went to the standard black credits, uh, black right. background, white, I thought, okay, that's it. I'm not staying anymore. So uh, that, there was a little something at the end. There was. No, uh, I Well, I may as well say it. I actually, I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't recognize who it was to begin with. And then myself and my wife rewatched The Avengers recently. Mm-hmm. And then realized, oh, that's who it is. At the very end, because the beginning of the film is Tony Stark saying, like, you know, oh, this, oh, wait, no, let me go back to the beginning. And then I guess the whole idea of this film is he's telling someone this film. Mm-hmm. What happened is he's telling him. And then at the very end of the credits, you realize he's sitting in an office on a couch talking mm-hmm. to Bruce Banner. Oh. And Bruce Banner's response is like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not really that kind of doctor. <laughs> like what was that? Yeah, I don't really have. The well, that answer, to... <laughs> yeah, that answer is one of my uh, problem questions I yeah. had. <laughs> and the way it comes in is Tony Stark finishes telling the story, and Bruce Banner's asleep. Mm. Just well, down any point time, it's like, you know, wait, where did you fell asleep? Yeah, well, where did you fall asleep? Like, um, New Year's Eve. Which <laughs> <laughs> right. for anyone that hasn't yeah. seen the film, is the beginning, right the beginning of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess I'll catch that on. Blu-ray or whatever. Right, yeah. it, right. It's it's another one of those things where it's not really necessarily worth mm-hmm. sitting through all the credits. It's just a fun little button in case you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably for the saddos that do sit through all the credits <laughs> and watch everyone. I normally try to, involved. but yeah, it was a very nice <laughs> afternoon and I wanted to get to the pool. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> the movie's over, I'm done. Yeah, that was out of there. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen what you needed to see. Exactly. And then, did you see the... Tony Stark will return then. I think mm. I think it must have been just after the button goes to black and white lettering just says Tony Stark will return. Oh. Well, I'm sure in Avengers <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Well, yeah. I, I actually heard a rumour that Robert Downey Jr. didn't want to be in Avengers 2. Yeah, I did hear that, but yeah, who knows. Yeah. And it, well. then I read an interview saying that they're talking to him about getting him back for two more films or something. Mm, I don't know. Because his, his contract is up now and blah, blah, blah. And you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> If he does do some more, fine. We'll just get to see Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man again. If he doesn't, I guess that's it for Iron Man. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm good with it either way. 
film. Alright, well. Do you want to get into some nuts and bolts? Sure, or? nuts and bolts. Director Shane Black. Yep, who's <laughs> not a very seasoned director if you've if you looked into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. His previous film also featured Robert Downey Jr. His last uh, movie he directed, which was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, and yeah, that was I all the way back that. in 2005, which is a film I love. Oh, yeah. It I is really like a that. perfect send-up of film noir that the, is, the, in the detective story. Yeah, I yeah. love that film. That is a film that actually sort of reintroduced me, as it were, to mm-hmm. Val Kilmer. Yeah, he, yeah, and Val Kilmer's excellent in it as well. But yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, so dark and so witty. Right. Check that one out if you haven't. Yeah. Well, but, that has you know, a couple of lines that you find people just latch onto, like mm-hmm. the oh, look up the definition of idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me. No, the definition of the word idiot was you fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Pl- plenty of those little lines mm-hmm. that just build up the film, and it's fantastic. yeah, I love it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Shane Black, director. Mm-hmm. The budget was two hundred million dollars, and as of the nineteenth of May, it has made one billion seventy-three million two hundred and seventy-three well, thousand dollars. That is worldwide. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I think it only did what, like seventy some million, right? It's opening, for opening weekend. weekend. Yeah, it, it wasn't yeah, domestic. It wasn't huge, but it is now the sixteenth film to ever make more than a billion dollars at the box office. Okay, which by no means mm-hmm. the film to make the most at the box office, but still, I I like the fact that. An Iron Man film, a comic book film, on top of um, I'd like to think Batman had, but I, I, I don't, I don't remember the figures and everything for that. I'd like to think that that also made it up there. So more than likely, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the cast list. Oh, I'm yes. not even going to bother with Tony Stark. We cover that <laughs> RDJ, already. we know that. Yeah. All right. Pepper Potts. We have Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yes. I must say, I'm actually not too familiar with her outside of this role. Mm. I know I've seen her in things, mm. but. Uh, with a lot of actresses, I'm not very good at looking at a film and being like, oh, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. It's mm-hmm. like, so, oh, that's that person, yeah. Well, I, I've always had an odd fascination with her. I don't know, when I was a... I had a huge crush on her when I was like a freshman in college. I don't know why, <laughs> but I don't know. Something attracted me, so, but I don't know. But yeah, uh, fair enough. I like her, you know. Name yeah. her kid a dumb name, but whatever. <laughs> Apple. Yeah, I was going to say, was it her as Apple? Is it yeah. her and the lead singer of Blow? Cool, yes, yes, yeah. which I don't like, I don't approve of that choice either, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, sh- shows how with it and together I am with all of that gossip. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's a band leader. I just don't know which. All right. All yeah, right. so moving so, on down. James Rose, we have Don Cheadle returning which, again. And I still say I prefer Terrence Howard's roadie uh, yeah. over Don Cheadle's. Yeah, definitely. I, I I got nothing against Don Cheadle. No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, Don, I love Don Cheadle's performances. He's always solid. But yeah. I liked Terrence Howard in that first movie. Uh, and well, maybe, maybe it was because that's who we were introduced to mm-hmm. as a character. And he well, I just like Terrence Howard, role. and I think he's a highly underrated actor, and yeah. he needs yeah. to be in more stuff. Definitely. But, I don't know. Maybe that's his choice. Who knows? Anyway, he's not uh, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, as Happy Hogan, John Favreau. John Favreau. Johnny the director Krabs. of 1 and 2, mm-hmm. which I actually didn't know, because Iron Man was one of those. You didn't know he directed Iron Man? I, I knew that John Favreau directed okay. Iron Man. I didn't know that he was John Favreau. Oh, the guy I in the really film. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you are not. Uh, I, I'm you not, don't celebrate his entire catalog like I do with no, with Swingers and Made and. N- no, okay. yeah, John Favreau is not a name I grew up 
an elf. Ah, what your wolf yeah, bell yeah. issues? Yeah, prevent you. Yeah, I think we covered that. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I cannot. For shame. I cannot put Elf down as a bad film. I just. Don't but that know. was his first big direct, like the the one that reached a lot of people. Elf. Yeah, you know, was I, I think John Favreau at the time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Aldrich Killian, uh, Guy Pierce. The one of, yeah, always <laughs> turns in a great villain performance, Guy yeah. Pierce. <laughs> yeah, and de- definitely, definitely a very good role mm-hmm. for him. I, I still think my favorite, anyway, role of his is Memento. Uh, I, I, I don't think anything can, for me, beat that. <laughs> not role. Count of Monte Cristo. No, no. Not the Count I, of Monte Cristo. I enjoyed that. Uh, are you saying that was a bad film? No, I, again, I have nothing against the film. Okay. <laughs> Just, yeah, probably wouldn't rewatch it. Oh, right then. <laughs> All right, and the last one I have on the list is the Mandarin, or mm. to use his proper name, Trevor Slattery. Trevor. <laughs> ben Trevor. Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, yes. And, yeah, Gandhi yeah. himself. Yeah, to, obviously this is going into spoiler territory again straight away, but a fantastic idea. I uh, thought. I mean, well, I, yeah, I don't want to get into that just yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do understand that a lot of people were pissed off at what they did with it just because of how the Mandarin is in the comics and then what they ended up doing in the film. Yeah, I don't. But, yeah. Let's dive into yeah, that in well, just a minute. I, I had a couple more on my cast list that, that I wanted to uh That's fine. I, I, I just wanted to mm-hmm. say, like, you know, Ben Kingsley, yeah, this makes up. For his role as the Hood in the Thunderbirds film, I think. <laughs> no comment on that at yeah, all, because yeah. I don't know anything about it to comment on it. No, all it, right, basically so. they fucked off everyone, because in that live-action Thunderbirds film, not only did they make it 55 years before the TV show was, despite le- ending off at the beginning of the TV show, they gave the Hood the power to fly. So it was like a Michael Bay movie, he just said... Fuck the source material. <laughs> I'm making whatever I want to do. Pretty with, much. It yeah. had so much promise, mm-hmm. and they changed so much about so many of the characters that it was just, screw it. Nope, that's it. I, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, I wish I'd walked out. But anyway. Okay. All right, carry on. So, yeah, I had a couple others I wanted to mention. The charming Rebecca Hall as Maya Hansen. Yeah. Watch the town if you haven't. She's incredible <laughs> in that. I just love that film. Right. I will watch that over and over and over. Great movie. Right and um, spoiler here, but it was a little... I mean, I, I gotta say, I saw it coming. The double-crossing femme fatale. Oh, no. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you... I mean, but it's it's a cliche, yeah. and I was kind of disappointed in that. Like, ser- okay, like, am I supposed to be shocked that she's screwing over Tony Stark here? Mm. But, well, anyway. Well, I had the thing, like, this film followed another one of the cliches of the fall and re-rise of mm. the character yeah. and it follows pretty much every single other fall and re-rise mm-hmm. of a character and I thought if they'd have maybe made it another big fall at the end and just have him be like actually humble at the end like you know really have not much rather than he's lost something mm-hmm. but Nothing really too substantial, and we'll get to that. (laughs) All right, and I also had James Badge Dale, who is you're probably going to be seeing more of. He (laughs) plays Savin. I think I'm saying that right. So yeah, Savin. Sure. Yeah, (laughs) you know, yeah, the bald guy. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, but um, most notable, he was in the HBO miniseries The Pacific as Lieutenant Bob Leckie or Colonel whatever his rank was. But yeah, fantastic miniseries by HBO. Who did Band of Brothers about you know World War Two and obviously the Pacific Theater. But yeah. he was in that and was really really good. And of course, I just have to give a brief mention to Paul Bettany as well, Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave out Jarvis. No, yeah, de- yeah. definitely my. <laughs> 
one of my favorite roles of Paul Bettany. <laughs> yeah. So that that was the end of my cast list. I just wanted to bring up those few extras. I don't know. Let's see what should we dive into. You mentioned the Mandarin, the whole thing with the Mandarin. The Mandarin yeah. So yeah, when I was making my show notes here, I, I started off with problems, and not to say I have, I have a good sized list. That's not to say I didn't enjoy the film because no, I yeah. did. But uh, well, you can I have do. problems with the best of films. Well, exactly. But and you know, it makes for more interesting <laughs> talk than Definitely. oh, I, this was great. This was great. This was also great. <laughs> that was interesting. Yes. No, but uh, I thought uh, I wrote down the Mandarin reveal all the you know right. what you know what I mean by that and yeah. if you saw the film you know what I mean I thought it was too comical like I understand comedy's place in the Iron Man films yeah. like I really appreciate that and uh, that's actually in like my good list or whatever but it seemed like it was getting into the Mike Myers territory a little bit for a second like it was love guruish. It was a little. I I, I see you, that. You see, yeah. yeah, where uh, Trevor or whatever was just being like yeah. like a goofball. And, so, and I will say, I was really, really hoping for about twenty minutes there, where they were still haven't fully divulged everything. Mm-hmm. That that persona that Tony Stark runs into mm-hmm. was still the Mandarin, and he was acting to get out of it and even acting for his captors and he actually did have a big behind the scenes role that maybe only I forgot his name again Aldrich knew mm-hmm. yeah of course they don't completely quash that mm-hmm. <laughs> but... See, I, th- I think it would have been far more interesting if the Mandarin was real I think that's much more frightening there's this guy that's not afraid to go on TV not a, you know yeah. not afraid to execute someone live mm-hmm. I think that is much more terrifying than an actor putting in a performance. Yeah. <laughs> and Guy Pierce pulling the strings. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that is the biggest problem, though, because let's say that they did that. Some people might argue that is maybe too dark for Iron Man. I don't think it is. I don't think and it I, is I either. Know it would have I, I it think fans have shown they can handle it with the Nolan films of Batman. They can handle dark, they can handle gritty, they can handle people dying. Oh, well, yes, but for, in, you, you have that against. The Batman character, the brooding mm-hmm. Batman, who's yes, he's uh, the it, Dark the Knight. Yes, the du- yeah, that's how it written. was intended to be yeah. when it was written. Yeah. Whereas Iron Man, Tony Stark is this. He's a lot more playboyish, playboy vibrant, yeah. yeah, selfish, egotistical, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is the way that the mm-hmm. films were going, and yeah. so I can understand why they didn't end up going with the real Mandarin, even though in the comics he is mm-hmm. the most formidable foe that Iron Man has ever faced. So, yeah, and. See, I didn't yeah. really care for that. I, I do have a thought that maybe rather than that scene playing out as it had, he should have stayed in his Mandarin persona for you know the initial confrontation. Mm-hmm. And then when he realizes that Tony Stark might actually kill him or something mm-hmm. like that, then he snaps. And so it becomes much more of a you know, psychological thing. You might even be able to mm-hmm. pull it out longer. Like, okay, is this an act? Is this not? Yeah. So they could have done that scene better. They mm-hmm. also could have done that plot, yeah. specific plot bit, and better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Guy Pierce is investing this, you know, so much into this ruse of the Mandarin, the, yeah. he's just, he's going to have a guy that just folds like a paper napkin, you know, at the second of pressure, or yeah. they're going to let him just fool around with a couple girls in bed and not keep a tighter leash on him and, you know, just let him run amuck when he's not playing yeah. the Mandarin. You know, no, well, they're going to keep a closer watch on him than that. Especially with earlier in the film when they have him turn up for the recording. Mm-hmm. And he's got, like, you know, he comes from outside of the mansion. Yeah. And, you know, he issues these 
direct instruction to mm. not look at the man mm-hmm. and do everyone around. And then in the same castle where you do see a whole bunch of guards and everything mm-hmm. around, he just has his room by himself somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Just... So, yeah they don't say how he got... Trevor, did they? I mean, was it Craigslist or something? Did they, was no, there an ad for a terrorist <laughs> role? No, they basically he he says it is kind of a you know a one line joke mm. punch thing where he says that they found him a down and out drug addicted oh, actor. That's right, yes, See, so, so Tony, memorable apparently. For and me. Tony Stark said, you know what? They promised to get you off some drugs, mm. and his response is, no, they gave me more. Oh <laughs> yes, that's right. So yeah, that enough on the, I think yeah. Trevor. All right. Well, on a similar note, mm-hmm. I will say then my first thing that I wrote down was that the trailer did not show even half of this film. Thank fuck for that. Finally, well, that'd a be a very long trailer. That'd be a forty-five. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I did, <laughs> not mean literally, <laughs> but it is not a trailer that gives you two key shots from the end of the film that give no. away most of the plot. Mm-hmm. No hint of the fact that this Mandarin could possibly not be the Mandarin. No hint of what the actual backstory mm. is or what's actually going on. It does appear to just be this terrorist is blowing things up, and at the yeah. end he's going it's to ruining try and... Tony Stark's life. Yeah, and yeah, it's a trailer which is how I wish all trailers were, because anyone that is even remotely familiar with how films work can figure out most of a film. Just from the trailer, which is why mm-hmm. I tried well, to avoid I avoided them. Dark Knight Rises trailers like a plague. <laughs> I would not watch those. Yeah, And, yeah, this one just did it mm-hmm. fantastically, yeah. I thought. Like, oh, you're showing a football field blow up. Oh, I wonder what when we see a stadium, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first stadium that looks remotely like a big populated football <laughs> stadium. Huh, I bet this is going to go boom. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, yeah, I I love trailers, and I also hate them for doing that. (laughs) It's a necessary evil, I suppose Mm -hmm. you could say, because we need them to tell us when films are coming Mm -hmm. and what films are coming, but we don't want them because they give away what's happening in the film. (laughs) So, yeah, more trailers like this, please, I think. All right, do you have anything? Oh, oh, I have plenty, yes. (laughs) Um, I'll go through my problems list here some more. Uh, The very first thing I wrote down was actually, I think... Iron Man turned into a little bit too much of a Superman type hero. Yeah, and I see. Like he's virtually indestructible in this movie, and mm, uh, yeah. like one of his, no matter what happens, one of his two hundred suits is going to catch him. <laughs> and uh, hello, that's still metal. That's still going to hurt if you're falling. Yeah, <laughs> and you land into titanium, <laughs> and then yeah. you crash into the ground. Utter, yeah, you're going to be a little sore, maybe dead. Yeah, um, maybe he'd actually inject himself yeah. with extreme. Does, does he have tiny little? Uh, I can't even think of it. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Airbags. You know what I mean, airbags. There we go. That complicated word. Yeah, yeah. little airbags in there. But, but I mean, like, I never felt like he was in any real danger. And whether, yeah. I mean, I know mostly these movies or these hero type movies, you know they're, for the most part, going to get out of it all right. Yeah, well, they have but, to but you still, But you still have those moments where you feel like, oh, well, maybe not. Like, mm-hmm. something may go down yeah. here. Maybe someone might actually do something that has yeah, been may, done before. Maybe they'll make a horrible choice here and kill them. <laughs> but, you, you know, you have that moment where you're like, yeah. oh, you're actually kind of worried for the character. I never felt that. I felt, nah. oh, he's going to be fine. Even when his house was getting blown up, I'm like, oh, he's going to be fine. Yeah. And, yeah, but, so I thought it was a little not vulnerable enough, even though yeah. that they tried to show that through his attachment with Pepper. Yeah. Um, that was his vulnerability, but so I, you know, a little issue with that. 
too many damn mentions of New York. We get it. Yeah. It ha- was it a commercial for? Was it a two-hour commercial for Avengers? I mean, <laughs> they yeah. mentioned New York probably fifteen times in that. Yeah, I think like, so. New York and uh, oh, where the other Avengers that and, ran into and that kid and mentioned yeah. it, and then oh, oh, I keep thinking about New York and New York and New York. <laughs> yes, we get it. We saw the Avengers. That's yeah. why you know anyone that's seen Iron Man three, I guarantee you, ninety-eight percent of them have seen the Avengers <laughs> yeah. somewhere around that. I bet. But, I don't know, I was like, why are they constantly mentioning New York? Yeah. Did you think it was a bit much? It, or? it, it did seem a little on the nose. Yeah. I mean, obviously this is supposed to have taken place mm-hmm. after the Avengers. Yeah, they're talking and, about the wormhole, they're talking about aliens, and yeah. uh, hey, Which, I will say, there's, I mentioned this mm-hmm. to you beforehand, they have him having a bit of a mental breakdown... And a couple of times, it's how did I get out of that wormhole, or so, or the kid asking him directly, like, how did you get out of the wormhole? Yeah. And my response to that is, it's a two-way wormhole. It's very clearly pointed out that it's a two-way wormhole, and yet, despite the fact that he was able to get out, he's still having a mental breakdown. It's like, oh, how did I get out of that wormhole? Like, what everything that happened. It's like, no. It's very obvious you were going to get out of that, with the exception of, would you get out before it closed? <laughs> I, he got out. So, problem solved, surely. No, no, like, oh, how did I get out? Oh, no, it's such an issue. It's like, that, I was shocked that that was his biggest issue. It was, obviously it folded then into him saying, I had to protect the one thing that I can't live without, yeah. and that's you. But that was one line. Mm-hmm. The rest of it was just mm-hmm. how did I get out of the wormhole? How did that happen? Yeah. It's like no, focus more on the pepper thing. Yeah, I don't know why he needed to have panic attacks. To, yeah, I, I don't. I don't need to see Tony Stark on Zoloft, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and did they? It might. It might just be. It was a little while since I've seen it, but did they ever fully address him fixing that mental issue, or was it just because he? Spoiler was able to fix himself at the I end. Think, yeah, I that, think the that all's well that away. ends well. Yeah, it's kind of just sweep it under the rug. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's how, the impression I got at least. But, uh, <laughs> and yeah. I did, I did actually write down on here. On that note, if it was so easy for him to fix mm-hmm. himself, why the hell did he wait so long? Mm-hmm. Given that he has a portable version of the power source, he's made several of them. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? I then realized, obviously, he used the MacGuffin to heal himself. I've forgotten the actual name, but MacGuffin works just as well. <laughs> to heal himself once he sorted Pepper out. But still, all that it was was just removing the, the shards of glass. So he could have done that in three hours of surgery or shards mm-hmm. of metal. Yeah. An actual real-life surgeon could probably do that not too difficultly, as long as he has the x-rays or whatever, he knows where yeah. he's going. Like, I, yeah, I don't know what was the hold-up on that whole <laughs> surgery, but uh, maybe yeah. his insurance wasn't going through, or oh, I don't yeah. know. Because <laughs> oh. Tony Stark can't afford to pay out of pocket, we know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, but... I know that it then led to, you know, oh, well, how are we going to have a new Iron Man film if he's no longer technically Iron Man? He doesn't have the glowing chest. Yeah, that's again. the iconic image. Yeah, but know, he'll have it there for aesthetics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put it back in. <laughs> for just, I'll just have a light in my chest. Yeah. Well, the, the next film will start. He's just going somewhere and there's another explosion. And he looks, oh, not again. <laughs> oh. We're going to leave it. We're going to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> I did, and I brought up Batman a couple times, as I do, yeah. I think, every podcast, probably. Oh, <laughs> to annoyance. But yeah. uh, a couple things I wrote down in the problems. They're not huge things, but they did remind me, of the second I saw them, or the second I realized they were going to happen, right. of Batman issues. The kind of cliched thing, and Batman, I won't say originated this, I, I can't think of other examples, it's just the most recent in my mind, right. of we have two people we need to save, but only time to do one. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but Batman didn't have two hundred iron suits to yeah, help out. Yeah. So you know, you know what I mean with Rachel Dawes yeah. and Harvey Dent. Yeah, I mean, which one am I going to save? Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I guess they're a fan of the Dark Knight, <laughs> the writers. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty and, much. Uh, yeah, and then the other thing I was like, hmm, the uh, figurehead villain type move, or this, yeah. you know, standing villain. Batman Begins, <laughs> once again. Yeah. Someone playing the villain and someone else pulling the strings. Yeah, it's definitely... Yeah. So I was like, hmm, that wasn't another Batman film. <laughs> I, I don't know what they could... Yeah, I think the biggest problem there. is that it's a comic book cliche, is yeah. that everything is not always as it seems, yeah. and that the hero must not be able to do everything, mm-hmm. even though he can mm-hmm. in this one. But, but yeah, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I just don't think you need to shy away from a straight-up bad guy bad villain there's uh, yeah i can take that straight on if you make him interesting and have a nice backstory or whatever it's yeah well there was i don't one. need some trick there was one in iron man 2 and mm. iron man York, yeah. 1 yeah so yeah. yeah yeah maybe they didn't want to be too samey mm. <laughs> i guess not too yeah. original mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah well there are things that just slight little thing i would have liked a little more guy pierce it didn't seem Seemed like his scenes were a little few and far between. I know he's the villain, and I know it's Tony Stark's story, or Iron Man's story. But, I don't know, I think he was a little underutilized. Yeah. Um, You get an actor of that caliber, I want to see a little more of him. Yeah, I I guess the biggest problem is going to be, I mean, technically Ben Kingsley is an actor on a much higher caliber. Yeah. And he's barely in it. Well, (laughs) Ben Kingsley, he's old and he'll do anything. Right, yeah. He doesn't care, he's just having fun. Yeah, <laughs> which, fair enough, I think. And, yeah, my last little gripe, I think, is I would have liked a little more backstory on the extremists, extremists program. Right. Uh, it just seemed like that was kind of glossed over and kind of, oh, this is okay, we're really, we get really hot. Right. <laughs> we get really hot and somehow our vessels don't boil or, or you know, don't blood yeah. vessels still stay intact even though I can push my finger through solid objects and I don't yeah. understand what was going on there. Still don't. I've thought about it, and I'm like, yeah. hmm. They seemed, like, almost alien-like. It's just, right. like, how are you still... Yeah, and then Pepper is still one of them at the... Like, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's like, yeah, you know, I'll crunch some numbers, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one of those things of, you know, he solved the problem in 2000 when he was drunk. Yeah. And so, now that he's sober, he can't figure it out. Surely he would have been able to figure it out instantly being sober. I, I know the idea is that you know he's just a smart drunk because mm-hmm. he is sober and whatever, but still, I think that was a little. I don't know. Yeah. And did it, was anyone supposed to think that Pepper Potts died when she fell? Because I was like, no, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why yeah, waiting for it? Waiting. waiting. Yeah. Oh, she was in stage yeah. two of the yeah. extremist program they or waited whatever. Way too long yeah. for that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got to the point where I figured out what. Well, she's going to come back, and mm-hmm. then I kind yeah, of it was so long. I'm gone. like, wait, they, did they actually come? Back? I'm like, because that was a really vague way to do it. Because I was yeah. expecting her to come back. Oh, here she is. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I Better late than never, Pepper. I'd sort of forgotten that she 
quote unquote died at uh-huh. that point because it's what another 20 mm-hmm. minutes of fighting at this point yeah. with, so it's like you've forgotten that she'd even gone by the time mm-hmm. she came back and it's like oh yeah we were supposed to think you were dead <laughs> oh, yes. I didn't buy it for a second and yeah. I didn't buy it for 20 minutes either <laughs> yeah, just, was I supposed to slowly talk myself into that she was dead I, I don't know it's like oh no they haven't featured mm-hmm. her you know five minutes from now she must yeah. be dead yeah because yeah. no one has ever seen any film ever where someone was supposed to be dead and turns out they weren't yeah, yeah that, that's another completely original storyline I think uh, that, yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say at this point we are sort of dissing the film, pointing out the comments like, you know, Fuzz, I'm aware, we both actually quite like this yeah, film. That, yeah, 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 I just wanted to, even though my, the good list I have is very short, but it's kind of all-inclusive, that's why. Um, yeah. That's it, as always in these films, terrific, amazing action sequences. Yeah. Really dynamic, really, <laughs> I mean, obviously, all computer, mostly, but just looks great. Yeah. And, uh... I was never bored with the action. Uh, Even with all of those suits at the end, they mm -hmm. found different ways of getting to and bringing in each one. Yeah, even though I thought that was kind of a little ridiculous, the number of them, (laughs) and how it was like, okay, go over this suit, go over that suit, but, you know, this suit's fine in this way, and it was still a good-looking scene. It looked great. I do like how they sort of work it in that there's no way you can possibly be shocked by the number of them, because... When he's remote controlling the mm-hmm. one, and she said, "What is it, Mark number ten? And he looks, and it said Mark forty-two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Yep, uh, yeah." So, like right then, I just thought, "Oh, like this is just—he's updating each these suits." Yeah. I, I didn't think, "Oh, this is his forty-second mm-hmm. suit." And then at the end, it was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." <laughs> yeah and I think a couple of people I was around in the cinema did sort of kind of sort of. Wow, how did you do so many? It's like, did you? Like, it was only an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it, in giant, like giant on the screen, for, Mark forty two. It can't mm. really be that shocking to you yeah. that there are forty two or whatever suits. You know? mm. But yeah, that that was a little over the top. But right? yeah, <laughs> I mean, and then uh, of course Robert Downey Jr. I think can at least I'll speak for myself can at this point I'll say can do no wrong. <laughs> Um, he's just yeah. ever since I mean clean and sober is the way to go obviously for him yeah <laughs> he's just hitting him out of park and uh, it seems like he brings this to a lot of his roles but especially the Iron Man role Tony Stark role the, that just great intellect but great wit and yeah. humor and just very aware and very on the nose with things and uh, it always plays well and what I, that's how I, part of the reason I said I can't imagine another Tony Stark. Yeah. Because it would be an imitation, I think, of <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. Yeah, it's the same thing of they can probably, even if they say redo Batman again in 10 years, they probably, if they did the Joker, everyone will just say no. Like, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger was definitive, I mean, probably yeah. because of the fact that he then died and it's mm-hmm. like, it sort of became this big last role thing. On top of the fact that it's just a fantastic performance. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I really like what he does, and he's also smart enough to be able to lampoon himself, like, say, in Tropic Thunder, mm-hmm. where he plays an over-the-top version of an actor who is a method actor who goes to extreme length to stay well, in I mean, character. yeah, you're pretty brave when you do blackface in <laughs> yeah. this day and age. That's, well, yeah. And yeah. and in that film, they do show that he does know, like, this is his process, but he's also very smart at what he does. Mm-hmm. He knows the craft. So, yeah, I think whatever he's got going for him now, just, as long as he doesn't end up doing 
oh, I don't know, The Raven. Like, no, maybe, yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe that would have gone well with Robert Downey Jr. I don't know, but then again, it might have ended up just being didn't, a rehash didn't see of it. Yeah, it's already in Netflix, which worries me enough. I'm like, how bored do I need to be to watch this? I got a hundred other things ahead of it. But, yeah, don't, 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 yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, and the <laughs> other thing I wanted to mention that could have gone into the issues I had list, but luckily did not because a lot of times it is a problem I have with films. Right. The, the the voiceover, which you helped answer a question at the beginning yeah. of this podcast, because whenever you hear a voiceover, you think, well, who are they speaking to? <laughs> it takes me out of it, unless they are actually talking to, to a to a friend or to, or or they're telling their grandkid a story by the fire, yeah. you know, or you know, you get that little scene at the beginning of like Princess Bride or or Forrest Gump, you know, whatever, yeah. where you know he's on the park bench and now we're going to go into the movie mm-hmm. and we're going to see the scenes played out that he's talking about. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, who are you talking to? Are you dead and you're talking to God or you're talking, you know, or you're just sitting up in the clouds and looking down on all this? Yeah. And so I'm always, I'm always trying to figure that out when I hear a voiceover and it <laughs> does take me out of it, what's going on a little bit. Yeah. But you answered that, so he's talking to a doctor. But I did write, uh, word for word here, it's like, Unlike Blade Runner, Iron Man 3 is better with the voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> and just for the record, uh, Deckard is a replicant, so let's get that out of the way. <laughs> We're done with it. Deckard is a replicant. No. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't want to hear anything else. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, for anyone out there, uh, yeah. One of my favorite sci-fi films of all time, but <laughs> much better without the voiceover. But yeah. I think, yeah, because it wasn't in the other two films. And I started, I'm like, hmm, yeah. okay, voiceover, Tony Stark's voice. And, but I thought it played really well. I thought yeah. it worked and it moved the action along and it helped with the story. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, was, that, it was a very good mm-hmm. way of, sort of starting off the film, I thought. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was one of those yeah, The thing about demons and all, you know. Yeah, and it also, it did give you, because obviously the voiceover is supposed to set the scene, as it were, and then they integrate that, but I thought it was a good way of putting people on the same page, because you get people that will analyze a film when it comes out, and they'll say, oh, well, this scene clearly meant this. And there's so many different ways that you can take things, like how a person is feeling, what that does mean. And then this actually ended up answering that at the beginning by saying this is actually about the demon plaguing him. This isn't just like, you know, him just trying to push Pepper away or something. This is actually about what he just told me it's about. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a really good way of doing that. And it might also just be a fuck you to everyone that wants to overanalyze the film it's yeah like, nope, well, it's nope just, it. yeah I, I think it was a calculated risk because a lot of times voiceover sounds like a good idea and it just goes wrong and yeah it, it's like why is why am i needing to hear exactly what i'm seeing on screen you know it's like <laughs> a lot yeah. of, you know it's like like and then i said and then it goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then the actor's actually saying the words on screen and it's like why is this here but it played well. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add on uh, Iron Man? I... Or I guess we should get to uh, our ratings if you well, like. Well, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I was going to bring out quickly was I wanted to know where you would place this in the trilogy. In the trilogy, second behind one. Yeah. One is still my favorite, even though I'm hearing people say saying this is the best. I think this was the best mix. Like this, I think this sort of had the mix of the action with the comedy with some of the stuff and some of the dialogue. I think it worked better, but Iron Man 1 is still the better film. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just Even though Iron Man 1 
may not have had the mix right, it was still a fantastically told story mm-hmm. and brilliant characters, brilliant performances, and it was the film that sucked you into Iron Man, and now you're just sort of watching him go off. So the other so, film yeah, might not have that so, appeal. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I will fully admit to a bias towards <laughs> origin stories, or firsts in sets of or movies that have sequels. For yeah. what you were kind of saying there is that, you know, you see the character evolve, you see them start from nothing or wherever they are and then turn into something. Yeah. And that next film, they're already that something. And it's just a new set of problems. Yeah. Uh, so I really, you know, I even though that being said, you know, a sequel re- truly has to be amazing to top the original, much like The Dark Knight. To, yeah. Sorry to keep bringing that up, but well, that, Dark Knight that, is a, an overall better film than Batman Begins. Yeah, but, it's almost a definitive thing of, like, this is how you do a sequel mm-hmm. better than the original, mm-hmm. and unfortunately it mostly was just the acting of Heath Ledger that kind of really pressed <laughs> that one. Yeah, not to discredit role. anyone else's roles in that, but yeah, it, it, you know. Yeah. He, he was the all-star of that, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but mostly, I mean, my roommate will vouch for this, that I will crap on sequels and always go by the original. Like, Rocky, I prefer over any of the sequels, you know? Um, yeah. Even though everyone's like, oh, Rocky Four, he's in Russia fighting the tall Russian guy, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's goofy and comical, but it's the 80s and it's the Cold War and it's, you know, silly. Yeah. But, you know, I like those origin stories. I like seeing a character evolve and, right. and i still in that first movie iron man I'm talking of is i still think really really good it's i love seeing him become iron man yeah and, and you know the choice at the end you know that the, the ego of tony stark or just, or just to say you know the screw it yeah i'm iron man i'm not gonna cover <laughs> you know do this cover story so i don't know uh would you like to go first on the rating sure uh, well, my rating is probably going to be, I think, a minus one. Mm, wow. I'm going right. to go for minus one just because of a couple of the things that you said, like the, the cons with the film. And like, you know, I, I had a couple of just sort of little nitpicks that I had where they seemed to be going for just the one laugh mm. joke. For instance, one of the biggest laughs in the film when I saw it was Jarvis talking, Iron Man talking to Jarvis, and Jarvis said, like, I'm pretty much up to par, but every now and again I finish a sentence with the wrong strawberry. <laughs> and yeah. everyone laughs at that, and then he's fine. Like, that mm-hmm. that problem only exists for that one sentence. Yeah, I was waiting for <laughs> it to happen again. Yeah. But... I, I, I thought... Given how that goes out, because he then said another sentence, which is fine. He then said another sentence, which is where the villain is. And Tony Stark does say, like, you know, oh, that must have been wrong. Tell me. And it turns out, no, that's right. It would have been better if he got the second one wrong again. And then the third one was still Miami. And that's why Tony Stark said, oh, it's clearly wrong. Not just because he got it wrong once. Then he gets it right. And then he gets it right. But Tony Stark thinks it's wrong. It should have been wrong, wrong, right for that to really play. And it was just... Did you write that down at home, folks? (laughs) Because I did not, and I'm thoroughly lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right, right, wrong, wrong, right, wrong, right, right. A, B, B, C. (laughs) (laughs) Up, down, up, down. Yeah. Left, right, left, right. (laughs) Yeah, well, the people at home can rewind. So (laughs) That's that's true. Hit your 15-second back button on your iPhones and your iPods. (laughs) A couple times Uh, there. Yeah, so minus one for you. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, that 
that is not saying it's a bad film by any means because obviously that's not mm-hmm. that far off yeah. of zero. And once again, yeah, we're kind of going on a zero perfect to minus, around minus 10 being utterly crap. Yeah. And then well, beyond yeah. for utterly, utterly, <laughs> utterly crap, we can give really ludicrous negative numbers if we feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like but... if another Dread movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just to clarify, yes, we, we have sort of retooled it because when the Dread film came out, we were saying like, oh, zero to minus 20, and we did realize yeah, that's We needed odd. to amend it to, <laughs> for that film. Like, minus 10 isn't enough. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, zero to minus 10 is roughly what we're going to mm-hmm. go with now, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm going to come in at a minus two and a half. On this one, yeah, I'm still going to give it a strong recommendation. I'm still probably going to buy this thing on Blu-ray, even (laughs) though I don't have two. Two fell a little flat for me, and I'm not a completionist on that much. You know, like I don't have to have it. I want to be able to watch it if I'm going to have it, and feel the need to watch it sometime. Iron Man two, I don't feel I ever need to watch again. Well, I would say wait till the unless unless I'm doing a marathon weekend or something. Well, there'll be that, and also, you know, when the box set mm. comes out, there'll be a couple of extra. Yeah, that they they held back some yeah. dailies or whatever. Yeah, production diaries, who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I still give it a strong recommend. I still think it's a really good film. Uh, I just, you know, for some of the problems I listed, um, kind of took away from it, and uh, I, I thought the finale was a little ludicrous, even though it looked great. Yeah. I thought it was a little over the top, even for an Iron Man yeah. film. The last half hour of that film seemed very much. Shit, we need to finish this. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. start blowing up the suits, <laughs> which looked great. Uh, don't get me wrong; it was nice little fireworks. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. Thank you. That reminds me of one other little thing. Pepper's wearing the arm from one of the suits. Oh yeah. Why did that not blow off her arm? I, I Everything don't know. else explodes, and not that one <laughs> arm piece. And then he goes, "You've got a normal roll credits." Yeah, <laughs> you've got an arm off, and then you see, oh, and it goes back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so enough. I do not have a Netflix recommendation this week. Just, you know, it's designed to be like a sleeper pick, and yeah. I just don't feel I found anything worthy of mentioning. Um, well, Paul, I, I think you have something written down. Well, I, I didn't watch a film on Netflix that would cover this, so I am, again, and this is mostly aimed at the American audience, mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend an old British television show, and it's The Vicar of Dibley, which is the one that I... The Who Not What Now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I The Vicar Dibley? Yes, The Vicar Dibley. And I will clarify again there, because I told some people at work about this, and their response was, what's a vicar? <laughs> a vicar is basically a priest, yes. but it's a priest... What's a that, Dibley? <laughs> a priest that lives in a Is it a vicar named parish. Dibley? <laughs> no, the Dibley is the town. Oh, of course. And the idea is, this town loses their vicar during a service actually like he kind of falls asleep during the middle of a song and you realize he's actually he's gone and so this quaint little backwards town in the country gets their new vicar which turns out to be a woman and this is a town where almost everyone in it stereotypically would be very very against a woman vicar Okay. Like, yeah, you know, this was back when women vicars were only just being introduced by the Protestant Church. I don't think the Catholic Church has caught on uh, ignorance of some religion here, so I don't know how many female Catholic priests there are. I'm just going to guess it. Yeah. And it's the trials and tribulations that she goes through with these just... somewhat comical town characters. It ran for. It was like, yeah, I was just going to ask one series or. It ran two. for. 
three series of six episodes each okay, and yeah, a couple the, of the standard British six yeah. episode. So yeah, I, right. I think it's about 25 something episodes okay. that they've got there. It's a good chunk of television. It was one of the best comedies at the time it was on and starring a couple of people that are now just kind of British staples. Right. So, so if you're lacking in your uh, vicar infused <laughs> entertainment. This is the way to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I said last time, but definitely this time, I promise I will stay away from taking the piss out of religion next time. All right. <laughs> so I just think that's almost going to wrap it up for us. I did want to mention one quick thing here. Yes, uh, please do. One to plug a new show friend of ours, hopefully a new show friend of ours. Um, John <laughs> hopefully. Pa- <laughs> hopefully he deems us worthy. No, it uh, goes by the name John Papa Giorgio. And he, uh, that is his real name. It is. Fantastic. <laughs> and he has a podcast called Papa's Basement. And uh, you can get that on iTunes. Uh, his website is www.inpapasbasement.com. P-A-P-A-S. Right, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and not pop or, you know, whatever. You got it. So uh, it's real life issues, discussions, in-depth talks, a lot of humor, a lot of seriousness, but done lightheartedly most of the time. Yeah. But there are serious issues discussed and uh, in- intelligently, uh, comedically. Right. Uh, it's a good listen. I've only listened to one episode so far, but I'm looking forward to listening to more. Me too. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, my longtime friend, Allison Frank, makes frequent appearances on there, and she's a very insightful, very witty person, right. and also very enjoyable to hear. So check out Papa's Basement if you need a little break from people droning on about film. <laughs> <laughs> Some interesting stuff, and uh, so I said my piece on that, and hopefully you enjoy that, folks. Well, yes, I, I'm sure they will. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, as you say, it's supposed to be a slightly funny take on general people's problems, mm-hmm. like you know, serious talking, but with the humor that I think those yeah, problems they, deserve. What, and those two people naturally bring out, so. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely sounds like something that... I've been lacking on. Really. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yep. I, I need. I definitely definitely need worth it. I'm, I've been looking for something to fill in my podcast slots when I can't find a Douglas movies. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I so. think you've just found it, sir. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to wrap it up on my end. How about right. you, Paul? Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else. All right, <laughs> no button on this one, folks. Yeah. Uh, you can you can leave during the credits. Yeah, I'm re- <laughs> I'll just quickly shove it in. Shows how much I pay attention to this. Yeah. Twitter, at Blokebusters, fairly mm-hmm. easy to remember yep. that. Facebook, Facebook.com. Like us on Facebook, please. Blokebusters, yeah, once again. If you want to contact us, then we've got two email addresses. Either one will work. Contact at Blokebusters.me. And then we've also got Blokebuster Podcast. No S. <laughs> at gmail.com. So either one works. Any feedback whatsoever is very much appreciated. Yeah. And you know, yes. could Like us on you, Facebook, please. Could even get you on the show. You know? yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. I've been Brian. And I've been Paul. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye.